welcome to the 16th episode of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. My name is Molly and today it is World Book Day. I hope you've been having fun dressing up as your favourite characters from stories, reading lots of books and maybe writing and making some books of your own. As today is a celebration of books and reading, and I love both, I wanted to make a special World Book Day episode. Today we're answering just one question from Bonnie, who is seven. It's about ideas, and since all books and stories start with a glimpse of an idea, I really wanted to explore the question myself with two different writers. So here is our brilliant question from Bonnie. My name is Bonnie and I am seven. I live in London and I like ice cream and swimming. My question is, where do ideas come from? Thanks, Bonnie, for your excellent question. Well, to answer your question, I'm going to hand over to World Book Day author Abby Elphinstone. Abby's book, Everdark, is one of the World Book Day books that you can buy in a bookshop today with your World Book Day token. I thought she would be a wonderful person to answer Bonnie's question. Here she is. Hello, Bonnie. What a brilliant question. I'm Abby Elphinstone, and I'm a children's author. I write fast-paced adventure books filled with magic. And my latest book, Everdark, an adventure set in a magical kingdom called Crackledorn, is out now, and you can get it for free with a World Book Day voucher. So, in answer to your question, Bonnie, where do ideas come from? I used to think ideas only came to fabulously clever people who simply needed to glance at a blank sheet of paper or a computer screen and words tumbled out. But the more writing I've done, the more authors I've met, I've realised that's not it at all. Ideas can spring up in all sorts of surprising places. Most of mine happen on adventures, both close to home, like wandering down the street in London and popping into an antique shop where I might find an old pocket watch that looks a little bit magical, and adventures far, far away. I'd been dog sledding across the Arctic and out to live with the Kazakh eagle hunters in Mongolia to find ideas for my snowy adventure book called Sky Song. But ideas can also spring from accidental daydreams. That's how my most recent series, The Unmapped Chronicles, started. I was in my writing shed in the garden and I thought back to all the incredible skies I'd seen on my adventures. Pink sunrises, orange sunsets, rain that made waterfalls roar and conjured rainbows and snow that made jewellery out of spiderwebs. And I started thinking, what if all the grown-ups have got it wrong about our skies? What if it isn't science and geography behind the weather up there, but magic? What if there are four secret kingdoms, Rumblestar, Crackledorn, Jungle Drop and Silver Crag, filled with fantastical creatures who conjure weather for our world? Drizzle hags brew rain, and snow trolls beaver away with moon syrup and cloud wisp to make snow. And so the idea for the magical kingdoms in this series came about. Everdark is the first book in this series, and it's the story of an overlooked and largely forgettable girl called Smudge, who longs to be noticed and a very grumpy monkey called Bartholomew who longs to retire. Together they set sail in a magical dow boat to cross the treacherous North Swirl and put an end to an evil creature who has risen from the forests of Everdark with the sole aim of stealing all of the magic in the kingdom for itself. So it's a story about silver whales and enchanted trapdoors, sea witches and secret maps. But it's also a story about unlikely heroes and unexpected friends. I hope that answers your question, Bonnie. Thank you so much for asking it. Bye. Thanks so much, Abby. 
I hope you all love Abby's book, Everdark, and her first series of books about a girl called Mole. Some people call me that. I hope you'll also be inspired to have lots of adventures like Abby and do lots of daydreaming. They're both really great ways to come up with ideas. If you'd like to win a very, very special personalised copy of Everdark, Abby's new book, with a message in it from Abby, all you have to do is tell me who you dressed up as for World Book Day and why. Just ask an adult to record you telling me who you dressed up as for World Book Day using their smartphone. On every smartphone, there's a voice recording app. On an iPhone, it's called Voice Memos. Just record yourself, then email it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Then Abby Elphinstone will write a special message inside the winning copy of Everdark. How fun is that? Do tell me who you dressed up as for World Book Day and tune in next week to find out who won. Thanks, Abby! On with the show. I thought it'd be interesting to hear another writer, who is also an illustrator, talk about how they find ideas. Because we're all different and everyone goes about creating things completely differently. So I talked to Rob Biddulph, who is the official illustrator for World Book Day this year. Rob is a writer and also an illustrator, which means he's really good at drawing. So he designed all of the posters, the website, the films and your book tokens for World Book Day. If you have a poster up at your school or you have a World Book Day token, have a look closely and you'll see Rob's colourful drawings on them. So who better to answer Bonnie's question as well than Rob? Over to Rob. Hi there, my name is Rob Biddulph and I am an author and because I'm really greedy, I'm an illustrator too. So that means I get to draw all of the pictures that go with my stories. And I'm also the official World Book Day illustrator for 2019. Okay, Bonnie, let's have a look at this question of yours. It's a great question. I'd expect nothing less from a fellow Londoner. Where do I get my ideas from? Well, the truth is... I don't really know. Um, Ideas can sort of come at any time, in any place. So they could come while I'm in the shower or maybe when I'm doing the shopping or driving my car and a song might come on the radio and it will give me an idea for a storybook. The truth is, I just don't know when they're going to come. So what I do, I have my phone with me and I have a little notes app on my phone. And as soon as an idea comes, I make a really quick note of it. It might only be two or three words. The reason I do that is because I find that as quickly as an idea arrives in your head, it can disappear again. So I have to make a note very, very quickly before it does just that. A really good source for my ideas are my own children. Now, they're all big readers. And because of that, they have really great imaginations, really vivid imaginations. Imaginations, particularly my middle daughter, Kitty. Um, when she was younger, she had a whole host of imaginary friends. She even had imaginary parents. Apparently, they were much nicer than me and her mum. But there was one in particular whose name was Kevin, who used to appear mainly when she was in trouble. So when her room was left untidy or she didn't put the lids back on top of her felt-tip pens, suddenly Kevin would appear and she would say, oh, it wasn't me who did all these things. It, it was Kevin. And I would look and I couldn't see anybody. So I say to her well what does this Kevin chap look like and she would quick as a flash she would describe him to me she said well he's really tall and really sort of furry covered in fur and he's really really strong but he's really smiley too and he's only got one tooth she said all these sort of funny little details like he's only got one tooth and she would say his fur is vanilla colored so the color of vanilla ice cream and he's covered in pink spots and so this sounded incredible to me so I sort of got out my pens and my pencils and I started drawing this Kevin character and I drew him sketched him out really quickly and coloured him in and I said is this what he looks like and Kitty said yeah that's exactly it 
And I looked at this piece of paper and I thought, do you know what? He looks like a brilliant character for a picture book. So I went away and I started writing a story all about somebody who has an imaginary friend that he blames everything on when he's naughty. And I turned it into a book and lo and behold, that book got published and it's called Kevin. So there you go. I mean, that just came out of a conversation with my daughter. So my advice to you would be to make notes of every single idea you have and write them down on a piece of paper and put them in a safe place so that when it comes to the time that you want to write a story, you can go and find your notes, read through them, pick out an idea and there you go. You've got a starting point. And No idea is too silly because do you know what? You never know when a brilliant idea is going to strike and you never know what's going to work in a story until you try. So there you go. Make notes. Don't forget anything at all and always be ready to get your next great idea. Thanks, Rob, for your brilliant answer. How lucky is Kitty that she has a dad who can draw her imaginary friend and make him real in a book called Kevin? The notes Rob makes on his phone remind me of Roald Dahl's notebooks, which I saw behind the scenes at the Roald Dahl Museum in Buckinghamshire in England when I was writing my first book, The Secret Museum. I saw two red notebooks with the word masterpiece embossed on the cover. They belong to Roald Dahl. The books are filled with one or two line pencil scribbles, Things like a pale grey face, like a bowl of porridge. A woman with one large muscular calf, what does this denote? And a man in a bathtub using a kite to channel electricity. Each of Dahl's thoughts shimmers with possibility. Some ideas just stayed in his notebook and others became much loved books. For example, the BFG. In one of those notebooks, I saw the moment Dahl thought of the character. He wrote the letters of the giant's name B, F, G, in one of the notebooks and circled them. Years after this first idea, the giant became real. The book was published and perhaps you've read it yourself. His book Matilda was in his ideas notebook for 20 years before he began to write about her. It took a long time to get the story right as well and I saw lots of versions of Matilda on my trip and I learned some ideas take a long time to get right. So remember to never give up. I had to think about Bonnie's question too. Where do ideas come from? Well, I think ideas come about all the time, often when you're least expecting them. Having a lovely, peaceful time when you're out in the busy road. Whatever you're doing, sometimes an idea will just come whooshing into your mind. Sometimes I get a tingling feeling, a bit like goosebumps when I get one I really love pop into my head. If you're hoping to have a great idea, I do think it's important to just do things you love naturally. Don't try and do something that isn't what you really enjoy doing. Follow your curiosity wherever it takes you and let yourself have lots of time just to yourself so you can hear yourself think. That is sometimes when the ideas will come. Or an idea could come in a totally different way, when you're busy chatting to your friends about stuff. Like Rob said, it's one thing to have an idea, but it's another to do something about it. Do write it down. Often an idea will pop into your brain and then disappear. So if you get a good one, write it down, tell a friend, or start making it. Whether it's an invention, a delicious cake or a snack for your family, a painting, something you like to make or do, or a book. An idea is just an idea until you start making it real. And that's when the magic begins. I had the idea for this podcast, Everything Under the Sun, when a little girl called Bee read my book, Wonders of the World's Museums, which is full of all the best things for kids in museums around the world. Bee read about Hope, the blue whale that soars through the main hall of the Natural History Museum in London, in my book, and asked her mum if they could go and see it. Her mum took her along to the museum and then wrote me a message saying B had loved the blue whale and wanted to know, can blue whales talk to killer whales? Well, I decided to find out. 
I chatted to my friends at the QI TV show on their podcast about it. I used to write questions for QI for many, many years. I also rang James, the fish curator at the Natural History Museum in London. Even though whales aren't fish, he still knew the answer. I recorded the answer for B. B loved it and took the recording to her school for show and tell. And she got brownie points. And the podcast began. So if you listen to the very first episode of Everything Under the Sun, you'll hear B's question and my answer. I may never have had the idea to start this podcast without B. Then I needed the help of my friends to make the show real. My friend Ash is a musician and he wrote the great theme song. And his friend Billy made a brilliant logo. I also have a great editor called Tyler. So often ideas need friends to help make them real. Next time you have an idea, do write them down. If you can't stop thinking about it, you know you've got a good one. Just start making it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Give it a go. Chat to your friends about your ideas if you'd like to, because often together you can all make wonderful ideas become real. You'll need determination, some luck and a sprinkle of magic. I hope all of that answers your question, Bonnie. Good luck with all of your ideas this week, everyone. Happy reading and writing and sharing stories with your friends in World Book Week and beyond. I'll leave you with a quote from Roald Dahl in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So please, oh please, we beg, we pray, go throw your TV set away. And in its place, you can install a lovely bookshelf on the wall. Huge thank you to Bonnie for today's question, to Rob Biddulph and his wonderful answer. Go and have a look at your book tokens, World Book Day posters or the website and you'll see Rob's brilliant illustrations. Thanks also to amazing Abby Elphinstone for her answer and giving away a copy of Everdark. Do send in your recordings telling me who you dressed up for on World Book Day and why for a chance to win a special signed copy of Abby's new book, posted from Abby's writing shed. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and Audio Networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. If you have an idea for a question you would like answered on the show, all you have to do is ask an adult to record you asking it on their smartphone, tell me your name, your age and a little bit about yourself and then ask an adult to send me the recording at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. There's more detailed info about how to do this on the show's website, everythingunderthesun.co.uk. If you and your family enjoy the podcast, please do subscribe, rate it and give it a lovely review and tell all your friends. It really does help. I'll be back next week answering more questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Wishing you all a very lovely book-filled week until the next episode pops into your life. Thank you and goodbye.